What's going on guys? Austin here and in this video we are going to be taking a look at the extra points overreaction Monday on a Tuesday. Is it time to worry? Should we sell the team or is it really just no big deal? We're going to start off with the Commanders versus the Bears. It was an awful game 12 to 7. Uh, probably the only game worse than the previous Thursday night football which was the Colts just barely beating the Broncos. So the question is, is Thursday Night Football the worst thing ever? Uh, now, we know what Thursday Night Football does. It puts you on a short week. It gives you less time to prepare. So there's the injuries. They pile up more. Uh, you know, players who might have needed time, like three or four more days to, you know, heal up from some sore muscles. Don't get that. Walkthroughs aren't there. So the offensive game plans are weaker. So it's going to favor defenses. Uh, you know, for years, teams have been saying that Thursday night football, is, it's too quick of a turnaround, you know, for a team that plays on Sunday to then play on Thursday. Uh, we take a look at the remaining games. Arizona at New Orleans should be a good offensive game, and Tampa Bay versus Baltimore should be a good offensive game. But the next, all these next slates of games, Houston at Philly, Carolina at Atlanta, Green Bay at Tennessee, maybe. New England at Buffalo, that one's going to be a curb stomping. But then... Vegas at the Rams, 49ers at Seahawks, ja Jacksonville at the Jets, and Dallas at Tennessee. Like these games, these are teams that have either good or great defenses, and only a few of them, very few of them, have even good offenses. Like we're talking about, we're talking about New Orleans, Baltimore, Buffalo, and maybe Philadelphia. Is Thursday Night Football the worst thing ever? I'm going to say it's time to worry, uh, mainly for Amazon, because they just paid a crap ton of money to host Thursday Night Football. Uh, the servers have been weak, you know, due to, you know, all of the people logging on and the stream slowing down just a little bit. Uh, and then at the same time, the games are just terrible. Thursday Night Football should never be a thing. And Amazon, Amazon needs to escape this first year just to, you know, make it through. All right. Now the Jets, they they kind of cruise past Green Bay, 27 to 10. Uh, are the Packers done? The Packers are officially three and three. Uh, it's 500, but all of their wins are a overtime win against the Patriots, uh, a 14 to 12 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then they beat down on the Bears, which nothing's new. Uh, are the Packers done? I mean, look, their offenses look terrible, uh, and their defense has been incredibly underwhelming. Uh, you can't lose consecutive games to the Giants and Jets in the 2020s and still be considered a viable option as a, you know, as a not only a Super Bowl contender, but as a playoff contender. I still believe that they have all the right pieces to put it together. It's just they're at this point, I'm, I'm convinced that their coaching staff is so, uh, so over their head and so utterly inept that it can't be put back together without him being fired. Uh, Matt LaFleur, at least. So I'm going to say it's time to worry. The Packers, uh, you know, Aaron, I'm not I'm not going to R-E-L-A-X. I, I, I've been R-E-L-A-X-ing for, you know, the last six weeks, and it hasn't looked great. Um, Green Bay, we have a problem. The Rams, they beat down on the Panthers 24 to 10, and the only Panther touchdown in this game was a – uh, deflected pick six by the defense. So reality, it kind it this game probably looks normal, normal football. It looks more like twenty-seven to three. Uh, but neither here nor there. They still got blown out by fourteen. 
did the Rams use this game to get right? Stafford, you know, he had a typical game. He's still lower on the touchdowns than he normally is. Uh, but he had, you know, 250 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Seven players had a rush attempt, and there was 111 total rushing yards for the team. I I don't really like what's going on. I mean, you know, we've heard the reports that Cam Akers is trying to uh, get a trade because they have football differences, like philosophical football differences with the coaching staff now. Um, and the this Rams team is a team that needs – a feature running back, a bell cow running back. And so far, I mean, obviously Daryl Henderson, isn't it? And Cam Akers uh, evidently has problems with the team. Uh, CMC, you know, he goes off 20 touches for 158 yards. That's normally what he does. Uh, the defense for the Panthers didn't really do enough for me to believe that, um, you know, they had the Rams at any point dead to rights. So would I say that the Rams got right? Probably not. It's not a big deal that they won this game. The Panthers are the worst team in football. Uh, they shouldn't have any wins, but for some reason they have – it was a stupid game that they won. They beat the they beat the Saints. That was a stupid game. But that's uh, – it's honestly no big deal. The Rams have a lot more to fix, especially now with losing their left tackle for the rest of the year. Now the Falcons – they crushed the 49ers 28-14. to 14. This game was close for a little bit in the middle of it. Uh, but again, the Falcons just kind of cruised by and went forward. Are the 3-3 three and three Falcons playoff contenders? Now, I was saying all offseason and all year uh, that Marcus Mariota was a viable option at quarterback. I have been a Marcus Mariota defender for years. Um, you know, 13-14, incredibly low volume for 130 yards, but... In those 130 yards, he ended up throwing for two touchdowns, rushing for 50 yards, and an, another touchdown on top of that. So in all reality, he had 180 yards and three touchdowns in total. Of the three and three Falcons playoff contenders, they only have one game remaining against a team with a winning record. Winning record, excuse me. They play a lot of currently three and three teams, a lot of 500 teams, and a lot of below 500 teams because they still have two games left against the Panthers. Uh, you know, along with, you know, a few other teams. Are they playoff contenders? Well, we're going to have to think about it. I mean, NFC teams that are better than three and three, you've got, well, maybe not better, but NFC teams that are at three and three are better. So the Vikings are coming out of the North. The Eagles are coming out of the East. And there's a bunch of teams tied at three and three in the West. So out of all the three and three teams, I mean, who would you trust over the Falcons? I trust the Rams over the Falcons. Even though they just lost, I trust the 49ers over the Falcons. Seattle's kind of frisky. Falcons beat them. We'll give that one. We'll give that one to Atlanta. So that's only two extra teams. You go to the South. Tampa Bay is probably going to come out of the South. I thought it was going to be New Orleans, but they've been so disappointing uh, so far this year. But then we go to the then we go to the NFC East. And well, I mean, you've got Dallas and you've got the Giants that are all uh, that are all better than three and three. So now that's already that's four wild card teams, which we only have three. So Atlanta, in my opinion, is looking at the at the second spot that's right out of the playoffs at best. I mean, there's a chance that the Giants fall off or, you know, maybe there's uh, maybe there's a chance that, uh, you know, Tampa Bay just you know can't can't keep it up. I think Tampa Bay might be three and three right now, uh, but they have the tiebreaker over the Falcons already. So are the Falcons playoff contenders? No. Not in not in reality. It's no big deal yet. 
Now, if they can string along a bunch of wins against these bad teams, it's possible that they could sneak in the playoffs kind of the same way that the Eagles did last year, where, you know, they lost to the good teams, they beat all the bad teams, and, you know, fortunately for them, they just had enough bad teams on the schedule to make it. Now, the Colts make that comeback against Jacksonville. Uh, my question is, is balance restored in the AFC South? The Colts are technically in the lead for the AFC South. Uh, just ahead, like half a game over the Titans, um, you know, because the Titans had their bye week. Now the Titans do have the tiebreaker, but so do the Jags. Um, Matt Ryan, he looks to be back to like old man Atlanta, Matt Ryan, where he's throwing for throwing the ball 60 times for a lot of yards and some touchdowns. Normally he'd have a pick in there. So, um, but now the Colts are plus 110 favorites to win the division. The Titans are next. And the Jaguars are a uh, distant third, excuse me, and then the Texans aren't even aren't even really mentionable. Is balance restored in the AFC South? I'm gonna say it's time to worry because I think once this this is a front running Colts team, they didn't even have Jonathan Taylor, and just like last year uh, in that middle end stretch of the season, I think it was not their last two games, but like the previous like five games before that, I think they went on a five game winning streak where they just, you know, they just started ripping off wins. And this feels like a team that once they get hot, it's going to be very hard to stop them, uh, just like the embodiment of their running backs play style. Now, the Ravens, they blow out, uh, or the Ravens blow another lead, excuse me, against the Giants. So are the Giants playoff bound? The Giants are now, I think they're 5-1, and one, actually. Their only loss coming to Dallas uh daniel jones is doing just enough to win games lamar jackson sometimes it seems he's doing just enough to lose games saquon barkley right now is the comeback player of the year potentially the uh offensive player of the year as well i think it's right now it's going to be a toss-up between him stefan diggs and cooper cup are the giants playoff bound well they have five remaining games against some of the worst teams in football. They get to play Detroit. They get to play Jacksonville. They get to play Seattle. They get to play Houston. And they get to play Washington. I think they've already – have they already played Washington? I think they get to play Washington twice, actually. I'm not entirely sure. So, are they playoff bound? Well, from the looks of it, yeah. It's time to worry. They have a good enough record through the first six weeks that – you know, their last 12 weeks, you know, if they go 500, they're probably, you know, they're probably, you know, on top of, you know, some AFC standings. Cause that's, I mean, that's 10 and seven. That is, they go 500 from here on out. They they're going 10 and seven and look at the teams that they have to play. So if they win Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle, Houston, Washington, those are the teams they're supposed to beat. Then if they get one more win that they shouldn't, that's it right there. I think it's time to worry. Now, the Steelers, they barely drudge past Tampa Bay, 20-18. to 18. Should the Steelers have stuck with Trubisky? Now, Pickett, he was in this game. He started it. He got knocked out. I, don't, I didn't see what happened, but Trubisky finished the game. So, Pickett came in 11 of 18 for 67 yards, not a lot, and a touchdown. Trubisky, 9 of 12, a little bit more efficiency, 144 yards, more yards, and that touchdown again. Najee Harris didn't really do much. And somehow the defense actually didn't even win this game for them. It was just kind of the general ineptitude of the Buccaneers. So with the way that Mitchell Trubisky showed that he is still 
a high-level quarterback compared to Kenny Pickett should the Steelers have stuck with Trubisky. I was a big proponent of the idea that you don't start a rookie quarterback for the first time against the Bills and then Tampa and then the and then the Dolphins, and then I think they have a game against, who was it? I'm not sure. It might be Cincinnati or somebody else. But that is an incredibly difficult schedule for them to make through. I think they're going to try to milk this Kenny Pickett injury if they can for, you know, for a couple weeks the rest of the month just because you don't want to keep starting them. I think it is time to worry that they might have brought him in too early. Uh, you just you, you can't ruin young quarterbacks the, the way that the way that Sam Darnold got ruined, the way that the way that David Carr got ruined all those years back. I mean, that's that's what's happening right here. So the Bills, they win a close game against the Chiefs. That's two close wins this year for the Buffalo Bills. Is anything but a championship a failure this season for Buffalo? So that's an interesting question because, you know, if you were to say that, you know, the last two years, so the Bills got stopped by the Chiefs. If you were to guarantee that they beat the Chiefs in the playoffs this year, is that a victory? Well, did they beat them in the wild card round and then lose in the divisional round? Did they did they lose in the divisional round after the bye? And then uh, did they beat them in the division and then lose in the AFC championship? Uh, you know, I think I think making the Super Bowl is in a vacuum for this team. This team, not this franchise, but this team, I think making the Super Bowl, even if they don't win it, uh, you know, if they go through the Chiefs, get to the Super Bowl and, you know, say they say they lose to the Eagles or say, you know, they lose to uh, a resurgent Packers or a resurgent 49ers team. I don't think it's a failure, but for this franchise, the franchise that is known for getting close, but not being able to seal the bag. I think it's going to be incredibly dangerous for the spirits of this franchise for them to get there and not win it after all of the efforts that they put in this year. You know, they, they paid Von Miller. They have uh, the young offensive core. They've got Stephon Diggs. They still need a few pieces. They're not a perfect team, but so far they've been the number one team on my power rankings every single week, and they've been my Super Bowl favorites every single week. So is anything but a chip a failure for Buffalo? Maybe, maybe not. But one thing's for sure, we're already on that path, so it is time to worry. Now, Seattle, they shut down Arizona 19-9. Uh, to 9. Arizona, the strength of their team was supposed to be the offense, just straight up putting up points. Should the Cardinals, at this point, regret the Kyler contract? Whew, that's a big one. Now, if I'm the Cardinals, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to fire Cliff Kingsbury. If you could actually get odds on the next coach to be fired – Cliff Kingsbury might be the smart bet. Uh, but beyond that, the cards and the contract that they gave Kyler this offseason was a really interesting one because, you know, they had the film uh, clause in the contract where he has to watch so much film and then they took it out. And now it looks like they probably should have left it in. Kyler was a baseball athlete. Then he came over to football. He was, in, you know, number top. I think he was like the ninth overall pick to the A's number one overall pick to the Cardinals. So, you know, you have that idea of him, you know, kind of splitting his emotion. And evidently he really likes video games. Everybody's making fun of him when the new Call of Duty comes out. The Cardinals are just going to tank. But the Cardinals are kind of tanking right now. Now, DeAndre Hopkins is going to come back for this game against New Orleans. I think it's going to take I think it's going to take one game for him to re-ramp up. 
but this is his third year in the system, so it's not going to take long. So, should the Cardinals regret the Kyler contract? I think the first thing that they need to do is, is move on from Cliff Kingsbury to find out, but it's definitely concerning, so I'm going to say it is time to worry. Now, the Eagles, they survived the Cowboys 26-17. to They let this game get just a little too close, uh, you know, towards the end. The Eagles seem to have a problem putting teams away uh, in the second half. So are the Eagles locked into the one seed? Now, <clears throat> that at, from a 6-0 and team, you know, the only undefeated team in the NFC, the next closest team to them record-wise would be, I think it's the New York Giants, um, and then the Dallas Cowboys, you know, right behind them who have the tiebreaker over the Giants. <clears throat> so uh, Jalen Hurts, I think he needs to work on his second-half passing they, they seem to be a really good second quarter, uh, you know, head of steam type of team. But then once they come back, you know, Nick Sirianni, you know, that might be a problem for him, too. The adjustments just don't seem to be there. The aggressiveness doesn't seem to be there. And once you get into the playoffs, um, even if you're in the NFC, you might be able to survive that. I mean, it's going to be very difficult to keep, you know, a New Orleans team or a Tampa Bay or a Rams team down, you know, Green Bay. It's going to be hard to keep them down the whole time. But definitely, once you get to the Super Bowl, uh, you can't you can't not score in this in the third quarter. You can't not score uh, in the second half against the Chiefs, against the Ravens, against the Bills or the Chargers. You're just not going to be able to survive that. But we're talking about the regular season here. Are they locked in for that number one seed? They have remaining games against New Orleans, Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington, Green Bay, the Giants, and Chicago. Right. So these are all. All seven of these teams right here are at or below 500, or they're the Giants, who I don't think the I don't I don't think the Eagles should be afraid of the Giants. So, are they locked into the number one seed in the NFC? They might be locked into the number one overall seed if this is the NBA. It's time to sell the league. This team is a juggernaut coming for a week 16, 17. 18 by where they're just resting players, which very, very dangerous attitude. You know, this, this could be a one and done team because of the way that they rest players at the end of the season. We'll see running the football tends to translate more to taking rest and then stepping in. But as far as, as far as we're concerned right now, the Eagles, they might go undefeated. Now the chargers just a few hours ago, they escaped the Broncos 19 to 16. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned, my question is, are the Chargers cursed? It seems like they can just never they can just never put it all together in one season. I mean, since they've had, uh, you know, the last couple of years of Phillip Rivers and, you know, when they got uh, Tyrod Taylor and then now Justin Herbert, it's like they've had a lot of great players, a lot of great teams, but – They've never been able to put it together, and now they are getting decimated by injuries. They're missing their two best offensive linemen. They're missing their second. They're missing their best and their third best wide receivers. Uh, they're missing their kicker now. He he got injured during the game, and they're missing their maybe their best player in general, but their best uh, front seven player in Joey Bosa. I'm gonna say that I still think the Chargers can make the playoffs, but they're not going to be the great team that I thought they were going to be. I thought they were going to be 12-5. and five. You know, they get the first wild card seed. Now all of a sudden that's looking like it's going to be the Jets, which is weird. Um, but are the Chargers cursed? It might be time to worry.
All right, guys. Uh, let me know what you think in the comments down below. Be sure to like and subscribe and stay up to date on all of our future content.